Welcome into the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast, where we provide you with your weekly diagnosis of everything fantasy football, whether it's season-long leagues, dynasty, DFS, or sometimes even IDP. We got you covered all year long. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's get to Welcome into the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast, episode 242, and I am your host, John June, and of course, without a doubt, got my guy, my co-host, Greg Penniman. Greg, how are we feeling today, brother? Feeling good. I mean, it was a very fun week 17. A lot of a lot of high scores. Like to see that for sure. Um, a lot of very interesting games that happened on and off the field. Uh, yeah, it was, it was a very, very good week. Definitely an interesting week for sure. A lot of high scoring matchups and high scoring games. Uh, and, you know, this is like you know championship week as we know it um obviously for those of you that play in a week 18 championship or maybe that two-week championship we will still be here we still got you covered don't worry about that but uh let's recap week 17 because what an eventful week it was and uh let's start with the quarterback position and if you had this man going into the fantasy playoffs this he pretty much carried you Except, we, uh, except the first round. Except the first round. Just oh, except, Denver. For, except for round I, I would have definitely won if I had uh, Joe Burrow. Sorry, oh, we, have a, we have a bitter, bitter Joe Burrow <laughs> manager here. Uh, <laughs> but Joey B, man, I mean, I was calling him Joey Joey Covers, but Joey wins, man. That's what, that's what he does. <laughs> king of the AFC North, the Tiger King, Joe Burrow, 30 of 39. 446 passing yards, four touchdowns, uh, no interceptions, five rush attempts for 10 rushing yards, 34.8 points. Greg, your thoughts on a performance by Joey B. Hey, man, another historic week for Joey B. First quarterback ever to go back-to-back weeks with 404 touchdowns and no picks. I mean, this man is absolutely amazing. He's, uh, again, we said it last week, one of the top young quarterbacks in his league, continuing to, if you start beating people like Mahomes, the Bradys, if you start beating those guys, that means you could possibly do in the playoffs, and then that's how you start getting into that top five conversation every week that, you know, those guys want you. Uh, and since it looks like Cincinnati made the right decision, it was the easy decision to make at the time, and yeah, it's paying off. I'm, I'm assuming you're talking about the decision uh, taking to draft Joey Burrow. Joe Burrow. I thought yeah, yeah. I don't know if you're talking about the decision yeah, to draft like another guy we're talking about later, Jamar Chase. I don't know which decision <laughs> we're talking about. So I make sure we got that one. That one because you know everyone wanted O line in that case, but it looks like Joe Burrow doesn't need one, man. Nah, man. Joey B. Uh, definitely one of the top young quarterbacks in the league. I I, I remember uh, when he was coming out, just you know watching him and just being like, yo. This guy is he's pro ready like right now. Uh, one of the reasons why, you know, you you and I were so high on him last year. Uh, wasn't as high on him. Uh, I I guess this year I wasn't high on Joe Burrow at all. I don't have any any Joe Burrow, um, you know, outside of like, you know, dynasty leagues or anything like that. But, um, you know, in regards to this year, it's funny because the Bengals, we came into the season thinking that they were going to be this high throwing team you know a team that throws the ball a ton uh and they 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 weren't really that to start the year they were actually a run heavy team but over recent weeks i don't know if it's been matchup based or game script based but they've morphed into this you know passing offense 
where Joe Burrow, you get to see him throw the ball, you know, 30, 40 times a game, where as opposed to start, the start of the year, we were seeing him throw the ball 20 times. And so Joey B, if you know, definitely going to be a guy that I I think we target high next year, you know, at the quarterback position. Oh, yeah, especially with, I mean, we talked about that that skill group. Cincinnati skill group is easily top five, top three maybe. And, yeah, it's, that's going to continue. They're all under 25. It's going to keep going. Yeah, I, I think Tyler Boyd is probably 26. But okay. either way, Word. either way, this is a, a really good skill group. Um, you know, the, CJ Uzama is still there at tight yep. end. Uh, you know, they could probably even use another player there you know potentially in the passing game but yeah drew you know, sample joe, was supposed to be that but yeah true yeah true sample that guy <laughs> uh joe mixon uh, obviously still there um you know maybe they again they'll try to get a, a running back that could probably contribute in the past games you, you know anchor Crazy. all the joe mixon managers uh probably <laughs> with that statement right there but like on the, actually yeah chris evans no he's been he was been solid when he was, yeah, when yeah. He was injured so it's definitely helpful um Moving on to QB2 on the week, I don't know how many people played this guy, uh, but Russell Wilson. Of course, man. Of course, <laughs> this is an of course moment. Like. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. Uh, 20 of 29, 236 passing yards, four touchdowns, uh, three of which went to one player we will talk about a little bit later, who falls into the of course category, but 27.8 fantasy points there. Your thoughts on the performance by uh, Russell Wilson and what, you know, by by his account is hopefully not his last game in Seattle. Yeah, I mean, a great performance. I mean, he did what he had to do. I mean, Detroit, excellent matchup. He was he was playing Detroit. <clears throat> he hasn't been as bad as DK, so it's not as surprising as what he did. I'm not as surprised, but I do Four touchdowns. This is a classic on 29 pass attempts. This is a like vintage Russell Wilson performance right here. Uh, very efficient, doing what he got to do. Um, this was what happens if he if he hits his uh, upside. We know we know what it is, but uh, more likely than not, on 29 pass attempts, four touchdowns is crazy. Yeah, I mean that's Russell. Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> the guy is is an absolute beast when it comes to throwing touchdowns I, I mean had a you know almost a 14 percent touchdown rate in this game um you know makes up for some of the lack of touchdowns over recent weeks yeah uh, moving on to qb3 uh for a while it looked like that classic brady game in well january january is good that's one not nah, but well this was up yeah this playoffs he really both the first and second round if you if you got through with him you were really lucky yeah, if you made it through with that Saints game and then last week, oh man, Tom Brady the last two weeks playing the way he did, you, then maybe you were fortunate enough to have this opportunity here uh, to play him against the, the New York Jets. 34 of 50, 410 passing yards, three touchdowns, one interception, good for 26.4 points on the day. Greg, your thoughts on the performance by Tom Brady? Yeah, I mean. Definitely was a, a candidate for start of the week, but like you didn't think that he would, you know, go off in this well. The way he was playing, it was just maybe the running game would just take over, but he, he had to take over because uh, Ronald Jones got hurt early. I mean, he was working with Keyshawn Vaughn, he's working with really no one, and this is a, a classic Tom Brady, uh, you know, leading it down last drive, getting it, getting it done. Uh, Four ten, got it to his guys, Gronk, uh, Bashar Perryman. It didn't matter who was on the field, uh, he he found a way. 
Yeah, uh, here I was thinking that just my, my, my New York Jets were going to sneak one out on Tom Brady here. Uh, and it looked good for, you know, for, Absolutely. for about, I don't know, what was about it? Three quarters. Oh, three, three, quarters. three quarters of time. Yeah. I, I was, yeah. You know, like 59 minutes and some change. <laughs> uh, it looked pretty good. It did. It did. <laughs> Up until the failed fourth down conversion. But uh, Tom Brady, again, uh, the game script here. You you did not go into this game thinking the Bucks being 14, 13 and a half point favorites that Tom Brady would throw the ball 50 times. Like right. that's not the thought here. So right. uh, Tom Brady really, I think the pass, the, the line on like over under passing uh, yards for Tom Brady going into this game was like 275 and a half. And here he was at 410. So uh, yeah, this is, this was absolutely crazy on a day where, his top target and Antonio Brown um, pretty much decides to quit football uh, during a football game, which people act like this has never been done before. But I was talking to my brother yesterday and me and him on the same wavelength. The first person I thought of when this happened was Vontae, uh, Vontae, Vontae Davis, uh, the brother of Vernon Davis, who actually quit at halftime uh, during a game for the Buffalo Bills. So, um, Antonio Brown did it. In, I do remember you know, that. I do remember that. In, in much more theatrical fashion, uh, the way that only the way Antonio Brown could, because um, people, the security thought that he was a fan uh, streaking on the field. So interesting storyline there for Antonio. <laughs> uh, and then I learned funny thing that there's a driver in the New yep. York. Jersey area, Danny Boy yep. Hustle Hard. He's a um, NFL driver, man. He, he got yeah, a lot of clients. I had no idea. He he's the personal yeah. driver for like Saquon Barkley and yep. like Odell and Jamal Adams and all these other guys that played for the Jets and the Giants. Yep. No idea. Learn something new every day. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's got a guy. Right? And apparently all the NFL players have this guy. Um, but rounding out the top twelve quarterbacks here, QB four in the week, Dak Prescott, the QB five, Kyler Murray. QB six, Mac Jones, seven, Josh Allen, eight, Patrick Mahomes, nine, Aaron Rodgers, 10, Trey Lance, 11, Justin Herbert, and 12, Taysom Hill. You better believe that. Uh, (laughs) Greg, any of these top 12 performances stuck out to you here? Trey area and Taysom Hill kind of fall into that um, mold of the QB one. So that's, that's a really good week from them. Uh, I'd like to see Colin Murray back in here. Mac Jones, always nice to see him uh, finish as a QB1. Yeah, uh, Mac Jones, I, I think the weather had cleared up by the time we got to this game. I know I was, I was, uh, you know, a little hesitant to, to really be, be on the New England offense heading into this game. But once that weather concerns clear up, like, you know, New England's 14-point favorites coming off two consecutive losses. We talked about this going into the going into Yeah, the, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was about to be bad. Classic, like like run up the scoreboard type yeah. game for the New England Patriots here, yep. getting a rookie quarterback and Trevor Lawrence to come in here. Um, but like you said, the QB five, Kyler Murray uh, playing in the same game as QB four and Dak Prescott, uh, Trey Lance, uh, you know, we'll see what happens with Jimmy G's injury. Um, they, they say that it's, you know, from what I was hearing on the, the broadcast Sunday morning, Ian Rapport and company was saying that this is an injury that, most definitely will need surgery on. So we don't know how long he will be out for or when he will elect to get that surgery. So 
we could have Trey Lance here potentially for at least week week 18, and if the Niners go on to, to make the playoffs, potentially even even longer than that. So it would be definitely be interesting for just football in general if Trey Lance ends up starting for the rest of the year. Yes, sir. And then, you know, them keeper leagues, I'm here. I'm ready. Oh, Trey Lance, man. It's going to yeah, be taking over. He was not going to let go of Trey Lance in that keeper league. Nah, huh? yo, man. Nah. He's so the future, I went man. Sunday morning, I picked up Justin Fields. <laughs> smart, yo. That's smart. So right after that, um, uh, Trevor Lawrence was picked up. <laughs> but it's cool. I got I got F- <laughs> holding Fields, Mac Jones, and Zach Wilson all on that team. <laughs> One of them's got to hit. One of them's got to hit. <laughs> Uh, the worst part is I probably won't keep any of them. <laughs> I like Mac Jones. I think he'll be out next year. He's no, he out. will be fine. But yeah. I mean, we could t- obviously talk about this this uh, draft at another time and my strategies here. But I just feel like you know I got players at other positions like the and quarterback. I, I was able to get late in this league. Uh, just so everybody knows, it's an eight person league, two quarterbacks, so sixteen starting quarterbacks in the league. But there's still sixteen out there. So this is true. Um, yeah, sure. Uh, but it's a keeper league, so that always makes it interesting. Yeah. Moving on to the uh, well, let's talk about the Jags. We almost almost missed the Jags. Uh, one and a half starts of the week here in uh, Jalen Hurts and Matthew Stafford both hitting this Jags list. Um, Tyler Huntley as well. Uh, if you had to start him because you don't have Lamar Jackson, uh, Greg, any other Tua? Tua? Uh, yeah. Uh, that, that was bad. That was that's pretty bad. Yeah. That was um, it, yeah, that was it. So let's move on to the running back position and the number one running back on the week. Oh my goodness, the stat line: twenty-five carries, one hundred and seventy yards, two touchdowns, uh, two carries or two re- receptions on three targets for fifteen yards. That is Rashad Penny, thirty-two and a half PPR points. Uh, Greg, you and I had said uh, you that you had said that this this performance Rashad Penny had been performing basically better than any other running back that Seattle had been putting through there, and he'd basically been what they had needed all year. Uh, continuing to prove your point here with uh, 170 rushing yards in this one. Crazy man, he did a really good job. 25 carries, getting great volume. Got two receptions as well. I mean, yeah, I mean they they want they're going to continue to run the run the ball. As they have Pete Carroll, he's going to get this volume, um, and I can continue to see the same next week as well. If you're in a league where uh, you got to rank him as an RB one next week for sure. Yeah, he's he's definitely got to be. I mean, yeah. 20, 28 opportunities here. He's going to continue to see that work. Um, interesting to see what happens with Rashad Penny because he's a free agent after this year. Uh, so true. That's true. Does Seattle pay the big bucks or, you know, do they uh, let him? Does he chase the big bucks and go sign with another team? It's curious to see how this works out. But moving on to the RB2 on the week, uh, a guy who just continues to get all the opportunities that Clyde that was hilarious will never get. 14, Daryl Williams, of course, I'm talking about 14 carries, 88 rushing yards, two touchdowns, three targets, three receptions, 19 receiving yards, 25.7. PPR points on the day for Daryl Williams. Greg, your thoughts? Yeah, if you put his game splits, like his start points per game, like he's got to be RB1. Like he puts up great numbers. He puts up great volume. Um, it, it's, it's awesome. to When he gets that start, I'm ready to lock and load him and play him uh, 
hopefully, you know, we just kind of get a clear situation. If Clyde can't go next week, he's again an RB1. Yeah, I mean, I think that he, I don't know why. That's just like, why? Yeah, I know. I Like, why'd you draft him in the first round? Like, <laughs> you could have drafted anyone else. If you had Derwin, they had Derwin's on the roster this whole time. Like, oh, man, it's crazy to me. It's just crazy. Um, But, yeah, I just I just can't comprehend it. Uh, Daryl Williams has, has been balling. He's, you know, pretty much like, he's in that category of if you draft Clyde, draft Daryl Williams, right? Like the same way we treat Alexander Madison as like this super valuable draft asset, like Daryl Williams should be treated the same. Like you should like you shouldn't leave a draft and Daryl Williams is still there on on waivers. Yeah, we caught we said a lot we said a lot of things and one of them was like, yeah, Daryl Williams keeps getting the opportunity Clyde doesn't get, he's gonna be an RB one. Like so this is where he is. <laughs> One of the other things we called was Boston Scott Week. <laughs> just rename it. Week 17, just officially Boston Scott Week. Week uh, The RB3 on the week, 14 rush attempts, 47 rushing yards, two rushing touchdowns. Only the way Boston Scott knows how to do it. Uh, four targets, four receptions, 39 yards, 24.6 PPR points on the day. Greg, your thoughts, please. No surprise, man. This is this is what he does. Uh, it's every year, week 17. He's he's left on the depth chart. Philly is a team that always gets hurt, and he seems to make it through and uh, performs when it matters. And it's another game where they needed to get in the playoffs, and he got it done for them. <laughs> like so, uh, next week, I would continue to as long as Miles Sanders is uh, out and Jordan Howard is banged up as well. Uh, I continue to continue to play Boston Scott as a high upside RB2. Yeah, uh, he was again fabulous. This week, uh, two touchdowns. Once he gets two touchdowns, your yeah. day is pretty much made at that point. Yeah. And you don't really care what he does, but uh, was was productive with the touches and opportunities. Uh, hopefully, he gets an opportunity to play next week. He did end up on the COVID list not too long mm-hmm. ago uh, before we started recording. So, uh, with the new protocols and whatnot, depending on his situation, he he could he could feasibly play because uh, today's Monday. He, you know, he could still get ready to be activated prior to Sunday's game. Um, so, you know, keep an eye on that, but let's talk about the round out the, the running back position, obviously. And another guy who's been uh, a fantasy godsend for you over these, these last few weeks, uh, Devin Singletary, um, again, just been an absolute beast for you. Uh, Ramondre Stevenson coming in at five. Another uh, thing we called. Don't, <laughs> don't, don't say we didn't say, <laughs> we don't did. say we- I mean, specifically Greg. Specifically Greg said it. AJ yo, Dillon. Four degrees, man. That's AJ Dillon all over it, man. No one uh, wants to tackle someone that big in the cold. Nope. Nope. No. Uh, Elijah Mitchell tying with Alvin Kamara for the running back seven. Uh, Jarrett Patterson coming in at nine. Austin Eckler coming in at 10. Dave Montgomery, 11. And Deontay Foreman coming in as the RB12. Greg, your thoughts on this top 12 here? Bro, I mean, top 12, top 24. I mean, if you scored 18 points, like JT was like outside the RB1. He scored 18 fantasy points. Like, that's crazy. It was a really, it's a great week. Probably the best week for backs all season I've seen score-wise uh, over this average. So, yeah, it was this a lot of people shout out. Like Eckler, Montgomery, you know, Sony Michelle filling in well. 
uh, Damian Harris and Ramondre Stevenson both finishing this in the top 24. So uh, definitely a good day from both of them. Yeah, uh, definitely. Uh, you know, that's a great point. Something I was definitely going to say was that the running backs this week, you could not be disappointed Word. if you put any of these running backs, you know, you, you, you had a, a starting running back. Um, you know, you pretty much, unless you had Rashad Penny, you know, you, you really didn't have a significant advantage over the, over the rest of the field. Right. Um, you know, one thing I was definitely wrong about was Elijah Mitchell. Uh, you know, I thought that, you know, we would see a, a more conservative offense, one that led to Elijah Mitchell, um, like, you know, being, seeing less opportunities because of the presence of Trey Lance, but, uh, and Jeff Wilson had been playing well, but I guess he, he was healthy. He was good to go. Uh, saw 21, 21 carries. Uh, so, you know, definitely a miss on, on my part there. Uh, but the honorable mentions, like you said, it was a good week for running backs. JT finished right on the cusp. Uh, Sony Michelle, my start of the week, finished as the RB13. Uh, Josh Jacobs, uh, Damian Harris. Also, uh, like you said, had a nice week even before, had two touchdowns before mm-hmm. in the first half or the first quarter, I think, uh, prior to uh, leaving the game with uh, with a hamstring injury. So we could get Ramondre Stevenson, you know, a week, another week of, you know, him all to himself. Uh, but this week wasn't without disappointment. Uh, Chase Edmonds was another guy. I mean, you, you t- if I tell you James Conner is not going to be active, um, yeah, facts. You, you would imagine Chase yeah, Edmonds. Yeah, like 23 opportunities shares too. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, 23 opportunities. Um, you know, can only muster up 13 fantasy points. Didn't get in the end zone, so that that that's going to kill your day there too. Uh, when you're not catching a ton of passes. Uh, Saquon Barkley. Uh, I mean, he had. If you're playing standard, it was a good day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, For if you if you saw that like. This game in the box score, that's that's a the, a great day for what he came out of that. The the team scored three points, so that's <laughs> pretty impressive. <laughs> uh, another guy, uh, Cordero Patterson, um, where it was just, I mean, talk about uh, yeah. pixie dust and running out of <laughs> everything, dude. Like this, <laughs> my man, really, like he started out the year like there was no player that you would they like. There were like a lot of players, but it was like not many players until you got to Cordero Patterson's name about like who you would want in fantasy football. Yeah, Zeke and Dalvin Cook too. Those are two huge names that. Yeah, I mean Dalvin Cook was like that was like a poor situation, man. Like, uh, obviously that whole offense just suffered, you know. Yeah. We all talk bad about Kirk Cousins, but yesterday we all missed him. I bet. <laughs> hey man, Green Bay was still would have got it done. No, of course I'm not talking about the game. I'm just talking about. <laughs> Uh, yeah, the performance. Yeah, yeah, true. Yeah. Let's move on to the wide receiver position. Uh, one LSU receiver who did not suffer uh, as a result of his quarterback. His quarterback was the QB one here, so it's only rightfully so that he would end up as the wide receiver one. It doesn't always work like that, but Jamar Chase, twelve targets, Ooh. eleven receptions, a rookie record, two hundred and sixty-six receiving yards three touchdowns 55.6 ppr points if you played jamar chase and fan if you played against 
Jamar Chase in fantasy, I'm sorry for you. I feel sorry for you. I'm sorry you had to watch that. You had to go through that. Um, almost like the Alvin Kamara six touchdown game last year. This was probably worse. Yeah. In a bonus league, sure. Yeah. Oof. Oh man, this was this was. I mean, because Alvin Kamara didn't get 11 catches. Like that's 11 points right there. And then yeah. 26.6 off the yards. Like. Yep. <laughs> yep. Um. Yeah, this is this was not a, not a, not a great day, but a great performance by the rookie who now leads um, has broken Justin Jefferson's record for most receiving yards by a rookie in a season, which is just unfathomable to think of just a year ago when we were watching Justin Jefferson do it. <laughs> it just felt ridiculous at the time. And now and he, he did won. it in his six, 17, 16 games, too, which is nice. Yeah. So. Yep. So there's no like, there's no oh, like, oh, we got an extra game. Yep, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, there's none of that. Man beat Justin Jefferson by 60 or no, 29 yards. There you go. So, Greg, your thoughts on the performance here by Jamar Chase, man? Absolute beast. I mean, we, we talk about why Joe Burrow is going to be great. It's because of this, again, also because of this skill group. Uh, Jamar Chase is just absolutely killed a secondary that was playing pretty well of late, too. So, uh, this was no like easy matchup. Poss- I mean, just a number of I think had to been 12 targets. At least six of them had to been go routes. Like they were are just every time Joe Burrow, you know, I'll just see him <laughs> three step drop, just fling it up there, and you know Jamar Chase will be even, and he's leaving every time. You know, like uh, man, he's just an absolute beast on the outside. Uh, yeah, he's already one of the best receivers in the game. Like that's he's already he's already like there. So like. Outside the numbers, he's a beast, man. Bro, man, that first, <laughs> that first touchdown, that he oh, scored, yeah. yeah, where like he catches the ball and there's he's surrounded <laughs> by like four or five Kansas City Chiefs, and you're like, yo, there's no way, no way. He caught one he on the sideline. He like juggled it, one handed it, stayed in bounds, two tap, yeah. like. Like the 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 jab step he put on to get by the dudes, and then he just hits the open space, and he is faster than everybody. I'm like, this should not. This is illegal. This should Don't, be. You can't double him because T Higgins is right across the other side. Like, so what are you gonna do? Like, it's crazy. T Higgins, you can't. Like Tyler Boyd's in the Tyler, slot. Like, yeah, what are you gonna do? What are you gonna like, do, oh, man? by the way, Joe Burrow could still run. Like, if yeah. they're all covered. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yep, yep. Oh, he could just dump it to Joe Mixon. Oh, yeah. Joe Mixon, yeah. Yeah. yeah oh, you great. want you want to you want to you want to sit back in a cover two shell and not and not let us go go deep? All right, we'll just run Joe Mixon twenty four times. <laughs> yeah, I should just go just go put a bet on the Bengals to win it all, man. I just I don't know if this feels like hyperbole, but like. Teams get hot. They are look. They look like the hottest True. team in the league right now. They have a run True. game. They have a pass game. Like their defense is uh, okay. But I'm gonna I'm, I'm stick with my State Farm Bowl prediction. <laughs> I still got the Packers Chiefs, but this I can see this being a maybe a rematch in the playoffs for sure. It's crazy because I hate what I say. I said uh, Bills. It was. Uh, Bills Packers, I think. I think you have Packers as well. Packers, I think I have Packers. Yeah, man, I just like. So I, have Bills, yeah. I have Chargers Packers. You had the uh, actually. No, I think you had Chargers in the AFC Championship. 
I know I have a Chargers in the AFC Championship game, but I don't know. This is why I hate doing I hate doing preseason stuff. I I hate it. I hate doing it <laughs> because I'm like, how am I supposed to tell you who's going to win the Super Bowl in September? Like that's not how this works. <laughs> like, <laughs> but anyways, whatever. We're here. Um, let's talk about <laughs> the number two wide receiver on the day, Amon Ra St. Brown. Definitely something that I'm, I'm going to talk about it. But I said back when we started the fantasy football championship, he was my start of the week. I said, look, man, this guy's going to lead you to a chip. And in championship week, he saved his best performance for last 11 targets, eight receptions, 111 receiving yards, one touchdown. Also got you going on 23 rush attempts and a 26 yard rushing touchdown. 35.4 PPR points on a day. Greg, your thoughts on a performance here by Amon Ross St. Brown? Yeah, he's definitely the the wide receiver league winner, random person we, we needed. This is always one per year, and he was the one came through for you every week down the stretch. Uh, like any 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 start six questions anyone was asking me, like you Amon Ross, like just you just set and forget it. He became a set and forget it player. Like, so and yeah, so hopefully you didn't leave, leave this guy on your bench. Uh, they lost in a in a blowout, and he still made it. Got it got it done. Um, and hopefully, yeah, he can have some some like you know, value going down the line for next year as well. Yeah, I mean, Amon Ross St. Brown was was definitely one of my favorite receivers. If you listened to this show in the offseason, uh, you know that I just had he was one of my like, you know, like there's players. They're not they're not the most talented. They're not the best. They're not the biggest, they're not the fastest. They're not going to get drafted higher than everybody. But there's just something about them that you just they did. There's something about their play. There's something about their style of play that just draws you to them. And Amon Ross St. Brown is that for me. He's just the dude is a dog. Um, I didn't think that we would see it this early from him. Um, but he was stepping up early, getting opportunities with all the injuries that the Lions were, happen- were having. And then once TJ Hawkinson and DeAndre Swift both went down, it was 30% target shares you know, basically for the rest of the year for the kid. And, and he's been delivering on all of those opportunities. I mean, when you talk about young receivers playing, playing this year, like the Jamar chases, you know, the Elijah Moore's, uh, mm-hmm. you know, you know, all of these guys like Devonte Smith's like Jalen Waddle, like you got to talk about Amon Ross. Yeah. Brown going yeah. Next year. Like he yeah, yeah, yeah. in that conversation. Yep. Yep. Like yeah, definitely. This is the guy you probably didn't few out the playoffs. This is the guy you talk about, you paying attention to down the stretch because you wouldn't have noticed him if you just, you know, gave up. And then next year, he, he's definitely going to be probably a sleeper volume for the ADP for sure. Definitely. I mean, he probably won't be super high, but he'll be one of those middle round, you know, late middle round guys like, you know, like a, like round eight, which is somewhere like where we were getting Deontay Johnson a couple years ago. Yep. Uh, something, you know, Cooper Cup, something like that. Right. So I like it. I like it a lot. Uh, moving on to the wide receiver three, uh, talking about saving your best performance per, for last. Like this is like you could take the last three performances by this guy and it still wouldn't equal what he did in this game. Uh, DK Metcalf, nine targets, six receptions, 63 receiving yards. And you're like, John, how is this like the wide receiver three on a day? Well, he caught three of those. Remember those four, those four Russell Wilson touchdowns we talked about? He caught three of them. So that'll definitely help. Um, also added one rush attempt for six yards and what was probably the least athletic kick return I think I've ever seen in my life. 
when he tried to return a a missed <laughs> field goal. It was just like <laughs> watching DK Metcalf trying to change field with like a bunch of linemen on it was hilarious, bro. So like, uh, Greg, your thoughts and performance here by DK Metcalf? Yeah, definitely save this best for last. I mean, if you got to this spot with DK Metcalf, you probably <laughs> were scared to play him. He probably has a lot of people benches, but if you you know had the Kudos to you if you started him and played him. Um, yeah, he, he came through. Hopefully he can show some more consistency next year uh, for sure. Hopefully he can end the year well uh, next week as well and just, you know, have a little more consistency uh, as being that number one receiver that we were seeing before the bye. Because before the bye, he was weekly wide receiver one without a doubt uh, and something that must have happened. I mean, you know, of course, tied to Russell Wilson's success as well, but it seemed like, yeah, something something was up there. Yeah, I don't know. There was, um, you know, this performance still wasn't great. Like, if we're really looking at it on the surface, right? Like, what do we always say? Yeah. Take take the touchdowns away. What does the game look like, right? Like, yeah. you take a Monroe's touchdown away, Jamar Chase's touchdowns away. Like, these guys are still, like, are still going to be in a competition to be up here. Uh, DK Metcalf, you take his touchdowns away. He's he's not up here. We're not talking about DK Metcalf as, as a top 12 receiver today. Uh, but... I'm curious because you've been very, very adamant that Russell Wilson just played his last snap in Seattle. So where does DK Metcalf fall for you if you don't even know who his quarterback is right now? That let's assume that Russell Wilson is not there. Are you are you taking him regardless of who ends up being the quarterback, or is he one of those guys for you right now? Uh, I still. Uh, it depends. As a as a wide receiver one, probably not. As a as a two though, I would take I would take him. Yeah. As a I was if he was my like high end wide receiver two, I think he, he could still provide me top twenty value. Um, as a wide receiver and assuming the Seattle Seahawks trade Russell Wilson, they're probably gonna get some something good back. So maybe they'll figure it out with their quarterback situation. I don't know. So as draft or something. Yeah, yeah, no, it's just it's just an interesting yeah. question. Uh, for dynasty, yeah, I, it, is inter- it is interesting though for DK. I did say a few weeks back, just adjust your expectations with DK, right? Like, don't look at him as this must start wide receiver one or two. Like, just downgrade him a little bit. He's a he's a flex like wide receiver three with some upside. So hopefully, if you if you needed that upside, you tapped it this week, and, and DK Metcalf was up, able to help you get to a win. Um, but rounding out this top 12 here, the wide receiver four, Devontae Adams. The wide receiver five, another one that we will put in as, into the call list, uh, Braxton Berrios. The wide receiver six, Cooper Cup. Seven, Jacoby Myers. Eight, Hunter Renfro. Nine, random dude out of nowhere, Christian Wilkerson. Uh, wide receiver 10. Other random dude out of nowhere, Cyril Grayson, wide receiver 11, Darnell Mooney, and wide receiver tied with wide receiver 11 with Darnell Mooney, Zay Jones, uh, eight eight catches, (laughs) 10 targets, 120 receiving yards for his first 100-yard receiving day of his career. Greg, your thoughts on the top 12 here? Uh, Yeah, uh, again, uh, I'm just so impressed about the Raiders this year. The Raiders... First staying in playoff uh, contention and having two receivers that are able to get it done uh, through all their uh, turmoil, losing their top receiver, losing their coach, like they it got this uh, got it done. So I think both these receivers have some value next week for sure. And yeah, Brandon Cooks finding a way to get in. Oh, he was honorable mention, but uh, Braxton Barrios, man, just yeah, man, that's I don't know, man. He he's been clutch, man. Talk about 
right after Mount Rice St. Brown. It's, it's been burials, man, for the final stretch. It's crazy, yo. I I literally tweeted out on Sunday after Barrios's second touchdown that Braxton Barrios is leading people to fantasy championships in 2020. <laughs> like I love 2020 already. Like, yo, that's like, crazy, yo. Braxton Barrios, uh, I I had talked about it. I know you gave you gave me a weird look. It felt weird saying it. I was like, hey man, I don't know if I was if it were me, I would play Braxton Barrios over Cordero Patterson this week. Right. Like it just something it felt right. Like there was something about it. And sure enough, uh, yeah, he's been money, man. I mean, no Elijah Moore, nor court, no Corey Davis halfway through this or, you know, not even halfway, halfway through the first quarter. You get no Michael Carter. Um, he walks out of this game with 12 targets, uh, a, a two rush attempts, one which was a pass option for him, uh, which he he rushed it in for for a touchdown. So. Uh, definitely love the performance, uh, recent performance by him, Darnell Mooney. Uh, again, this is another guy, you know, you, you know, you've been really high on all year, uh, especially, you know, Andy Dalton comes in uh, and he continues to get it done there. Uh, and then, yeah, Devontae Adams, man, just continuing to be a dog. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You already, yeah. Funny. That's, I mean, Aaron Rodgers said it, man. He's the greatest player he's ever played with. Crazy. Crazy. It's crazy. Uh, honorable mentions here. Uh, like you said, Brandon Cooks uh, got it done again for you. Uh, Alan Lazard, uh, Antoine Wesley, uh, who's been t- continuing to get these opportunities here for the Cardinals with DeAndre Hopkins out, uh, scored two touchdowns on Sunday. Cedric Wilson, who uh, probably gets to see more opportunities here again with Michael Gallup uh, out for the year with the torn ACL. Uh, Debo Samuel just continuing to do Debo Samuel things. Uh, Marquez Callaway uh, also gets in here as an honorable mention. Anybody else stuck out for you from uh, from an honorable mention perspective, Greg? Uh, nah, I do like the Marcus Callaway. Definitely down the stretch, he's been clutching in a bad situation. Uh, Odell getting that touchdown to save my start of the day pick, a uh, week pick. Uh, and Laquan Treadwell, yeah, another solid week. Um, yeah, it's pretty weak, pretty good. Yeah. Um, speaking of starts of the week, speaking of Jags, my start of the week, back to back week in a row, uh, CD Lamb. Uh, that one was just tough to watch, man, because you're like looking at the game, you're looking at the game script, and you're just seeing it. You know, this is this should be an opportunity here. This should be where CD Lamb gets these opportunities. And you saw when they, you know, had 51 reception or 51 receiving yards on, uh, I think it was six targets. Yeah, you four targets. Four targets. Four targets. Catches. Four targets, three catches. It's like that dude should be more involved. Um yeah, he should be moving the chains like for the team. That's how good yeah. he is. It just doesn't make sense. Uh yeah. he should throw a, a fit just like Amari Cooper did so he can get more opportunities. But <laughs> um Yeah, no, it was just unfortunate in championship week, the the biggest week of them all. Uh that that one kind of stings because obviously you know you know Greg C D Lamb was and all the listeners know, like, he was my breakout coming into the year. I expected really, really big things from C.D. Lamb. I expected a top 10 wide receiver finish from him. And uh, these last few weeks have just been really discouraging if, you, if you've if you had C.D. Lamb in, in your fantasy leagues. Yeah, definitely. Uh, rest of the Jags, uh, Tyler Lockett, uh, Justin Jefferson, uh, Tyreek Hill, uh, T. Higgins, 
Stefan Diggs, Devontae Smith. I, I mean, I'm sure I'm missing some guys. Greg, is there anybody else that sticks out from a Jag perspective for you this week? Uh, and Michael Pittman, I'll throw him in there too. He, he could have probably done better. Yeah, well, Michael Pittman, I, I guess I, I missed him. Like I said, it's always tough to get these Jags, man, because you got to go find, you got to go scroll all the way to the bottom, especially with the wide receivers, because there's like 200 of them. Yeah, yeah. there. <laughs> Shout out to Michael Gallup, Terrence ACL on a touchdown catch, though. Crazy. Bro, if I tore my ACL on a touchdown, I probably would have dropped the ball. Like, I would have, like, let the ball go. Most <laughs> probably, like, like. They didn't even win, man. Tough. No, it's crazy. Just reminds me of San Antonio Holmes, like, a while back for the Jets, like. Oh, crazy. Do you remember that play? Yeah, you showed me on YouTube once. It was crazy. Oh, he gets Liz, like, like, tears his foot, gets, like, Liz Frank, and, like. Stays in, throw, yeah. Like, throws the ball down in pain. And then the, the San Francisco 49ers defender just comes and like, oh, I'm going to pick this up and scoops it for a touchdown. Crazy yeah. stuff. But anyway, uh, moving on to the tight end position. And I don't know what it was, man. Like something just popped in my in my numbers. I do this every week. Something popped for no offense, man. Like I was like between his target share last the last few weeks and how bad the Chargers have been against tight ends in these last few weeks. Noah Fant was going to have a good day, and he did. The tight end won on the week. Six receptions on seven targets, 92 receiving yards, one touchdown uh, to go for 21.2 PPR points on the week. Greg, your thoughts on the performance here by Noah Fant? Yeah, definitely his one of his best performances of the year. I mean, he had a really good week against Vegas, but uh, this is a great week for him to close out here. Uh, really good yards per reception average too. Uh, doing what he has to do against the Chargers. I mean, yeah, you, you like that he's been kind of on that cusp of the borderline tight end one all year. Uh, definitely would like to see him have some uh, more consistency, but hopefully, you know, get get that next year. Yeah, I thought the the best part was he had one of his his uh, signature like explosive plays in this game, right? Like yeah. he had a 52 yard catch and run. Yeah. Um, which is part of why we love Noah Fant so much because he's a, he's a freak, right? Like he can do some of those things. Like when you watch, you know, like a Kyle Pitts or a Mark Andrews or Travis Kelsey, like he can do some of those things in the open field that not, not many people that are, you know, walk around planet earth that are six, four, like 250 plus pounds can do so uh definitely you know if if Denver could just figure out the quarterback situation man they've got pieces there in place to have you know really a really really high powered offense uh, Greg is nodding cuz he's saying Aaron Rodgers yes, sir in his head <laughs> yes, <sir>. um, <laughs> uh moving on to tight end 2 on the day called this one I, I Pretty sure we was on this one too. Oh yeah, uh, Rob sure. Gronkowski, oh, yeah. seven receptions, ten targets, 115 receiving yards, 18 and a half PPR points. Uh, Greg, your thoughts on the performance here by Gronk? Yeah, I think the Jets had it, and then Tom Brady realized like I'm playing the Jets. Like you know, this is what I got my man Gronk. You're gonna take it back to like 05 or something like that. So he had to get it done with his main guy, ten targets. You know, that's a definitely a team high. Uh, and then definitely when AB went out, he, you know. He was the main guy, his go-to. Uh, so 
I mean, he's going to have to be huge for them down the stretch and in the playoffs. So definitely next week, he's going to be a, definitely a top five tight end for me and my rankings and just in general, like for the rest of the season, playoffs. No, most, most definitely. I think you were about 10 years off, a decade off with that. Oh, yeah, uh, 2015, my fault. He's <laughs> taking it back to 05. Um, yeah, no, it really did feel like I was watching Brady and Gronk. Uh, play like play pitch and catch like they used to for for the jet uh, you know for the patriots against the right. Jets. like it just it didn't feel any different watching that that kind of happen the only difference was there was mike evans happened to be there too so that was weird um but rounding out this or not rounding out but the tight end three on the week and this man will not be denied he will he will stay in this com this top three discussion uh until the end of the year i'm assuming but mark Andrews, Mark Andrews, six for six, <laughs> 89 receiving yards, no touchdown this week. How dare you, Mark? 14.9 PPR points on the day. Greg, your thoughts? Yeah, it just shows, you know, he doesn't doesn't need a touchdown to get it done. I mean, yeah, this man is amazing. Uh, especially in a, in a low-scoring game, too. Uh, still got it done as a consistent pass catcher, the most consistent pass catcher for this team. Um and yeah, he, he's going to continue to keep getting done next week as well. Yeah, man, that's uh, that's that's crazy. Sorry, I'm watching NFL Network and Brandon Eccles, who was picked 200 in this draft for the New York Jets, picked off pick 199 and Tom Brady and then uh, asked him to sign the ball that he intercepted. Yeah. after. Yep, he did. Tom cool. Brady definitely did it. Yeah. Yeah, he definitely signed it. Good sport. Brady wouldn't have signed would, it. They lost. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Once they lost, he's like, oh, it's my chance. I should do it now. Yeah. Yo, he definitely would not have signed it if he lost. That is crazy. I don't think he would have asked if they if they won though. I don't know. What? So if the you, Jets wait, won. If, if the Jets you won, you're not gonna ask. I think that you lost. If you asked when you lost, I would expect you to ask when you win. <laughs> Nah, it's it's <laughs> if I won the game, and then Tom Brady feels probably bad about him, like bad. So I'm not gonna like just you know oh, kind of nah, step bro. on him while he's down. Forget that. And you don't feel bad? <laughs> Get him off the team. Get him off the team. Off the roster. <laughs> you don't feel bad. You don't feel bad. Oh, if I lose, but you but you feel bad when you win. Four and eleven, yo. Four and eleven, yo. I know. I get it, but still. <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy <laughs> uh, but rounding up this top 12 with the tight end position man uh, tight end 4 in a week oh, man if he didn't get this touchdown he would not have made it here but Travis Kelsey 5 receptions 7 catches 25 receiving yards <laughs> and a touchdown 13.4 PPR points I don't know why I went through the stat line I think it was just because I had to tell y'all about that that stat line was crazy I've never seen Travis Kelsey do something like that uh tight end five uh, Greg started the week Dallas Goddard the tight end six Tyler Higby the tight end seven Anthony Ferkshire the tight also tying with tight end seven da- uh, Dalton Schultz the tight end nine Zach Ertz the tight end 10 Jeff Swain the tight end 11 Tyler Conklin and the tight end 12 Mike Gusecki uh, I will throw out an honorable mention just because the man had 64 receiving yards, had 61 on one catch, got hurt, and missed the rest of the game. Finished with a thousand yard season, Kyle Pitts. Uh, but Greg, your thoughts on the performances by these tight ends? Yeah, I mean they came through. Dalton Schultz, uh, Dallas Goddard, my started week. You know the NFC East guys getting it done. Tyler Conklin, um, 
as far, as far as you know also being in there and yeah i mean that's that's about it uh Nagasaki as well it's a good week yeah i uh yeah i mean i guess there's not really much to discuss i mean dallas goddard that was a good one obviously uh higby um yeah, nice. and, and their season strong for sure nice random day by higby uh Ferkser. How back. kind of show up? <laughs> seventeen weeks late, but you know. yep, definitely seventeen <laughs> weeks late. Um, yeah, and then you know, obviously Mike Kaseki and like I said, the aforementioned Kyle Pitts, who that dude is going to be a problem for like years to come. Like seriously. Um, obviously in terms of Jags, well, not obviously there are no Jags to discuss. Nah, if they weren't after the top twelve, even like. The top 12 barely seems good. <laughs> yeah, right? Like, yeah, the top 12, not that great. I mean, I guess, I, no, I, well, I'll have to throw out Gerald Everett. Um, oh, yeah, true, true. My start of the week, uh, three catches for 36 yards. So that wasn't great. But, um, yeah, I think that pretty much wraps up the positional recap there. Uh, in terms of injuries, there's not much. The Michael Gallup news, like we talked about, he's he's got the torn ACL, so he'll be out for the year. Uh, in Philly, they've got like a bit of a COVID breakout. There's 12 guys added to the list. Dallas Goddard, Jordan Howard, Boston Scott. Uh, so obviously you got to be mindful of, you know, obviously with the new COVID protocols and everything, how that can affect, um, you know, fantasy matchups going into this week. In regards to week 18 and how we kind of approach it, right? Like it's it's going to be information-based really, right? Like uh, luckily a lot of these teams have something to play for. And that's really what you want to target is those teams that have something to play for. Um, you know, the teams like Tampa Bay, uh, and there's one more that I'm, I'm that's escaping me right now uh, that doesn't have anything to play for. They say that they're not resting anybody, that they're going to play everybody. Um, those teams are the ones that scare me, uh, even though they say that they're going to play everybody. You know, they, you never know what could happen during a game. Uh, you know. Anything could happen. Like one guy gets hurt, and they can be like, "Well, that's it. We're taking everybody out, right?" So yep. like, and these things can happen. Uh, so uh, a lot of the target these teams, especially if you're playing DFS, if you're trying to play DFS in Week 18, target these teams that have something to play for. So we also got some Saturday football uh, here ahead of us there. So um, that's going to be good there too. So we will be here. On Thursday to break it down, we'll, you know, we'll break down the Saturday games. Maybe we'll break down the one o'clock games, too, as well. We'll see how it goes from scheduling. But, Greg, let's talk about some waivers here. And let's start with the quarterback position. Uh, any quarterbacks that you specifically want to target this week in uh, week 18 championship? There's only really two. Um, I mean, these two teams have something to really play for. Uh, Taysom Hill going against Atlanta. And Carson Wentz was a jag as well. I mean, we, we, we did. I think he did a little better against Vegas, but he's got Jacksonville this week. Uh, one or two things could happen. JT could go for like 800 yards, or you know, Jacksonville or uh, Carson Wentz does get some some uh, some yardage here passing wise. But I think I would really only tar- target Taysom Hill first, and then if if not, if you're in trouble, uh, desperation get get Carson Wentz going against Jacksonville. If you haven't got Trey area, Trey Lance. I was I was gonna say Trey Lance would probably yeah. be. He would probably be my 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 top go to target there. Yeah, yeah. Um, but like his percentage would have shot it up after the when he got to start news. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so does Indy does Indianapolis have anything to play for this week? Uh, I 
I think they could still get in there. Were they eliminated? I don't think so. The AFC seems way too tight for. Yeah, 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 for sure. For them uh, to be eliminated. So yeah, I think they have they have to be they have to be Jacksonville. Uh, Trey Lance, Trey Lance is thirty two percent roster, so go get Trey Lance for sure. Um, yeah, no Trey Lance. Yeah, Trey Lance has got to be the top guy. Let yeah. me see. I'm just trying to find out if they uh can be. Um, I think they'll probably maybe need some help, but yeah, I think they still have a chance. They they have they yeah. need they're probably gonna need some help, but they have a chance against Jacksonville. Um, again, yeah. maybe they just run the ball down. Yeah, Jacksonville's throw, but either yeah, way, Carson Wentz is in a good spot. So if you need help, um, definitely go out and target him. Greg, what about the running back position? Who can we target at at there? Uh, three names. Um, Boston Scott for one. Uh, definitely got to put in the ad. Uh, the waiver pickup to get him. Uh, again, we never know what's gonna happen with the COVID situation, but that situation has just been fluctuating all year. So you you can't assume anything. Just make the ad. Um, secondly, Dara Gumbawale. Uh, you know, again, he's gonna continue to get the bulk of the the carries in this offense without James Robinson. Um, he's gonna get volume just like Boston Scott is with the, the Eagles. If he's gonna be the starter, uh, both gonna get 15 to 20 touches. So continue to play them, uh, add him and play them. And then Keyshawn Vaughn. I mentioned his name last week just because it's injury season, it's COVID season. Next thing you know, Ronald Jones gets out hurt in the second quarter. So Keyshawn Vaughn is the next man up. Uh, so I think he's probably third on my list to add as he could probably be the starter this week. Uh, West Tampa Bay is one of those teams that doesn't have anything to play for, but Keyshawn Vaughn is low on the depth chart already. So he's going to probably start. Uh, Keyshawn Vaughn also is a guy, though. I think he's isn't he dealing with an injury, too? Uh, I don't I think he's dealing with a, I he was really. dealing with a rib injury. Because I, mm. I mean, it might be crazy, crazy. but we, we could have a, a Le'Veon Bell week. You're right. I did see Le'Veon Bell towards the end of that game. Week 18, God, like, week we 18 really Le'Veon could, Bell special. Keyshawn oh, Vaughn man. dealing with bruised ribs. And plus, if you really think about it, right, like Le'Veon Bell just signed there two weeks ago. Yeah. Right. So he hasn't. Outside of the like his time with Baltimore, he hasn't really got much work. They want to get him work on the offense. Like you really want him for the playoffs. Situation. That's true, right? They want to get him ready for the playoffs. <laughs> yo, like, yo Bell, the playoffs, yo, yo, that's gonna be crazy. It might happen. So yeah, uh, I would I would look to Le'Veon Bell potentially as well uh, with Keyshawn Vaughn dealing with bruised ribs. And I have confirmed that the Indianapolis Colts are in the playoff run. They are actually currently six, the sixth seed in the AFC. Okay. Um, so they- Kind of control their own destiny. They bit. kind of control their own destiny. If they if they kind of, if they win, uh, they they will make the playoffs here. It's so weird to see teams like nine and seven, nine and seven, and like not be not be in. Um, so yeah, I think the teams that are on the bubble. Like so, the Ravens could technically still make it, but they would need some help. Like I'm assuming, yep. like the Colts losing, and then obviously. The, the Raiders beating the Chargers. The Raiders and Chargers are pretty much in a win in, in it scenario. Yeah, it's like, a three it's a three way tie between. Oh well, the Colts have the tiebreaker. Okay, so it's Raiders Chargers tied up. Yeah, that's gonna be crazy. That's gonna be a really good game. Yeah, Playing. that's crazy. I gotta make that. Uh, right? And then the Saints, who I think you mentioned before, they actually can still make it as well. Yeah, Saints still make it. I knew that. Yeah, yeah, because they got that Tampa win, which was huge. Um, and they got. Hold they, on. 
can the Saints make it? I feel like I thought the Saints. How, how can they? Because the oh, Eagles have already clinched the playoffs. No, I don't think they can. Oh, okay, they ain't. Oh, yeah. All right, we're. All right, we're. I mean, well, they want to see what Taysom Hill's about, so I'm sure they still want to know what Taysom Hill is if he's the quarterback of the future. <laughs> and the Niners can't make it either. Then I'm assuming. No, nah, the Niners definitely can make it. The Niners can make it? How? I yeah, thought the Eagles clinched the playoff spot. But they're also 9-7. Uh, yeah. <laughs> nah, the Niners definitely can make it. I know that. No, but the Eagles clinched the playoff spot. Yeah, no. Now the Niners are in the sixth spot right now. Yo, what am I? Oh, sorry. The Niners are in the sixth spot, but they haven't clinched. No, they just got to win. They they win and they're in. They and if the, the Saints, oh, no, if the play, Saints win, okay, play. this thing was this thing was confusing me because I think I guess Philly's locked into the seventh. Yeah, spot. yeah, because they won the division. Philly didn't win the division. Dallas did. Oh, Dallas did. Oh, dang. So I don't. Yeah. So Philly's locked into the seventh crazy. spot. They must have tiebreaker a tiebreaker over those two teams. Yes, a lot. So, or over one of those teams. Well, they're basically locked into a seventh spot, and if the Niners win, they're in. If the Niners lose and the Saints win, Saints win, then they're in. Yep. The Saints are in. Okay. Got it. So so pretty much uh, a lot of teams still with a shot to, to make it here. Um, even the, the Pittsburgh Steelers who play tonight on Monday Night Football have a yep. shot to make it. Um, so we'll see. The Browns potentially play spoiler here. But, Greg, what about the wide receiver position? Who are we targeting there? Definitely one um, that playing, uh, looking at Raiders players, Zay Jones, I think I would probably spend money on him. The fact that he got 11 targets, again, got to expect Darren Waller to be out for the probably the rest of the season right now at this point. Um, he's going to be leading that that team with the deep down the field targets. We know that Hunter Renfro is a short and intermediate guy, but we need someone to stretch the field. And Derek Carr being top five in yards uh, is going to need a guy, a field stretcher. So Zay Jones is a guy you should go get. It's probably going to get high volume for you. Braxton Barrios is second for me, uh, continuing to just be the receiver to have in this, on, on his team to roster uh, down the stretch for the Jets. Uh, he should continue to play well. Uh, he can do it in return yardage. It doesn't matter. Um, intermediate, short. He's a, just a, a gadget guy for this team. And then last, uh, Cyril Grayson. I mean, you know, he's going to be the next guy up for Tampa. It's uh, probably the deep league guy. You know, AB, uh, you know, Bashar Perriman. I think Grace, I mean, Grayson has a little talent, so he's going to be a, probably a person you can add in deeper leagues as well. Yo, I, my man Braxton getting so much slight, man. He should be the number one guy on this list. Yo, Zay Jones got, got 11 targets, yo. That's, yeah, that's, I like that. Hunter Renfro. Like, Braxton Berrios is basically <laughs> like the Hunter Renfro on this offense, right? You know? True. You're right. Not, he's got, not for reasons why listeners might think. I don't want anybody to think. I know, I know, I know. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Five or anything like this. <laughs> but, uh, yo, yo, 11 targets. Catching it from also. You know, Braxton had 12. Five, catching from Derek Carr, yo. Top five yard getter, yo. It's a top right. five. I'll give you that. <laughs> 12 to 95, you know. <laughs> I mean, we got a 30% target share versus, like, you know, like, like uh, I don't even know what the 11, what 11 targets That's was. That's true, because it's, it's close. I mean, I would take both. I'm going to add both on my team. But Barrios every week for the last four weeks. Zay Jones just got here, bro. <laughs> he just joined a party. Brax has been <laughs> in the club. <laughs> That's what we Oh, Laquan Treville, too. I'll throw him out there as another okay. DP guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What about, what about tight end? What do we got there? 
Um, no one, man. There's no really different tight end. I mean, they'll be the same suspects, Brevin Jordan, but there's really no one at tight end that could see. Did Ricky Seals Jones suffer an injury? Uh, uh, I think so. Yes, you are right. But, I mean. Did John Bates also suffer an injury? Mm, do you want to try? Uh, trust uh, that? No, he's not playing team. silly. We're done. I'm done. We're good. End of conversation. <laughs> We're good. Okay. Carry on. <laughs> Yeah, I don't really don't. see anyone here. And Brevin Jordan didn't even play well, so, like, it's tough. It's really tough at tight end. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's definitely been tough. All right, y'all. Well, that is all we got today. So make sure you come back Thursday uh, for some more content as we will continue to break down week 18. Uh, we will obviously Thursday be giving out streams of the week. We'll be breaking down Saturday football games. Uh possibly even some of the Sunday 1, 1 p.m. games as well. Uh, and then obviously catch us back here on Saturday to catch the rest of the breakdowns for the remaining games. After that, we're going to have uh, two episodes. Uh, so pretty much only got four episodes left for the year, uh, but or for, left for the, the rest of the season. Um, but uh, we, you know, going to have the hits and misses episode. Obviously the misses will do first and the hits will do last. Uh, but again, if we if you're done uh, if you're done playing um you know we encourage you to come back continue to listen to the content because uh, like we said you don't want to miss out on some of this stuff plus who doesn't want to hang out with us for like 40 minutes to an hour so uh again we appreciate y'all we appreciate the support all year uh if this is if you if you are done if you are going to check out but uh we definitely appreciate the support all season long and Until next time, y'all, have a good one. We're out of here. Peace. We out.